Hello, my name is Bailey, and welcome back to the Best I Can podcast. It's been about, I think, a week since I last recorded my last episode, and last time I checked, I think we had 32 listeners so that is so exciting i know that's not that many but to me that's amazing like i just love that even 32 people took time out of their day to listen to what i have to say so thank you guys so much and remember that i have that email you can go ahead and email into it is the best i can inbox at gmail.com so if you want to go ahead and send anything into that go ahead and do that and i would love to answer or talk about it here on the podcast so let's do a little life update i have been pretty busy because my like i talked about in the last episode my close friend tessa she came to visit from school and so we had a whole week of stuff planned i took off work for the most part and we went to chicago we hung out with my friends we did fourth of july um we did we went thrifting we went to a couple coffee shops i showed her around my town watched some movies so that was a really fun time and she left yesterday like late at night and then i worked for like eight hours today so i'm pretty tired but it was just it was i'm tired but it was a really good time and her and i are just like we have such an unproblematic friendship like we can just spend pretty much unlimited amount of times together and i don't know i don't really get sick of being around her which is really nice there's always like that saying it's like don't go on a trip with your best friend because you'll hate them by the end but i don't know i don't really feel that way i feel like it's good quality time so that was really fun and then Another update is I've been telling you guys about my business that I am possibly starting. No, I am starting. I am starting and I told you how I had someone that I'm in contact with that's a possible investor slash partner and that we had a meeting and so I made a business plan to go ahead and send over to them so that took me a while and I kind of put that off for a few days but I finally just sat down and did it because I was feeling anxious about it and I just feel kind of un- underqualified and kind of imposter syndrome around the whole thing but I finally just sat down and worked on it it was actually really fun and I got my business plan and sent it over the way and now we have a meeting next Monday um talking about my business plan and talking about steps moving forward and going over some more specific things and just kind of like talking through our partnership a little bit more or just like getting their advice if they if we don't end up working together so we have another meeting set up for monday so that's really exciting and i'll continue to keep you guys updated and then tomorrow morning i'm leaving for a trip up to northern wisconsin my grandma has a little cabin sort of thing my grandma and grandpa up there and we are doing a family reunion of my dad's side so his two brothers and their family are all coming up and we're all going up to that cabin so it's gonna be a really tight squeeze but it's gonna be fun and the nature up there if you've ever been up to the north it's just different like the trees are just it's a very different type of nature than my woods here and so I'm excited just to be out there and we go to the lake and we go into town and it's just a little wholesome like very traditional i've been going there every summer growing up so it's just kind of like a nice traditional moment i definitely want to read a lot when i'm up there there's a lot of like relaxing time there isn't any wi-fi so 
um I will not be on my phone at all I usually literally just put it away and hang out all day at the beach and at night we have a fire we make our food over the fire it's just very like in nature lots of bug bites fun time and I haven't been together all of me and my family my dad's side in a long time so that'll be fun to kind of do a little family reunion and hopefully that goes well and not you know there's no drama or anything like that and hopefully everyone can just kind of get along um yeah and the book I'm currently reading uh, I'm still working on the boundaries book that I talked about in the last episode and I'm about to start a new fiction book and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me but I'm gonna start that and then current check-in how am I feeling now I'm feeling really excited for this podcast episode. I did, honestly, put the most effort into this one that I think I have out of any of them so far. Every second um, at work today, I worked alone the whole time, so every time there was a little downtime, I just went over to our little break area and I worked on the outline and doing research and just getting my thoughts put together properly. Also, before we really start, I want to say I got a little microphone, and honestly, I don't know if you guys can tell the quality, if it's any different. I feel like I can tell a little bit, but I think long-term, having a microphone, I can even clip onto my shirt or something like that instead of having to hold my phone. I can use my phone for an outline um, or just like keep it further away from me so I'm not distracted type thing. So I'm kind of just excited to have my little microphone. I feel like a little bit more official, a little bit more fancy. I also am drinking a LaCroix, which honestly, like, I used to not like LaCroix at all. And then one day I just had sparkling water, or in, what is this, infused water? And I had it and I was like, yeah, that's really good. Like, what? Like, what? Something just a switch flipped and I just started liking, like, sparkling infused water. And I feel like it's a big turning point here for me. (laughs) But the problem is, is whenever I drink them, I burp like so much. So I'm going to try my best not to literally be burping in the middle of this podcast episode. If I do, I'm sorry. I'll try to edit it out. So today we are going to be talking about presentness and mind and body awareness. And I'm covering both aspects. So I think there's the presentness in general, right? And then you can break it down into mind awareness and body awareness and then there's obviously a lot more from that but those are the two we're kind of um, focusing on today as you become more present and more mind and body aware it can be overwhelming and it can be exhausting and it can be triggering as things come up that you have pushed down so allow it to be a gentle process filled with self-compassion you know we're addicted to so many distractions and we're numbing ourselves So you're not going to be able just to quit cold turkey from all those things. And that's okay. And you know, there is, there is a healthy escape once in a while, but definitely not as much as we have, but allow, fill, be filled with self-compassion in this process, you guys. And I'm trying to do that too, because I naturally just am so harsh on myself. And I was thinking about how so much of my life. And so many people you talk to, they always say overall they feel like they're just going through the motions and they feel out of touch with themselves. I think if we really truly sit and ask ourselves, I think most people would feel that way. So just thinking about why do we feel that way and as I've been getting more into being outside and meditation and trying to connect with myself and 
my body and nature I've just been realizing this disconnect that I have and so many other people have and so yeah I was thinking about that just a sense of like I'm always feel like I'm just going through the motions and a few times I don't and that's when I'm really truly present and like aware of what's going on so I started thinking about that and the word dissociation right so there's I think that word kind of came in to not it was not popular now but definitely through like TikTok and stuff it's gotten a lot more known it means disconnected and lack of oneness between thoughts memories body action surroundings and identity and dissociation can actually be a disorder you can have dissociation disorder which is separate than just feeling kind of dissociated or disconnected from your everyday life which if you feel like you maybe have to the point of a disorder and it's it's a really like intense sort of dissociation that lasts months then you should maybe go um get some help for that or talk to a therapist or a psychiatrist or something like that but we can definitely dissociate on a smaller not disorder level or just a general dissociation from our bodies and ourselves in the present and two like as technology increases and becomes more integrated into our life we increasingly become more disconnected from our bodies and i was listening to a podcast i was talking about this because if you think about it the more so like a long time ago right everyone had to be out in nature collecting food it was like all relying on your body if your body gave out you didn't survive then we moved to where okay now we can kind of maybe someone else does the hard work with their body and we get to be an like intellect and like a teacher and we are more brain oriented and we just continue to go that way more and more and more and more to now to the point where with technology and social media and entertainment and virtual reality we can like almost fully live either numbed or in our mind and our bodies just kind of become this like forgotten about shell that moves us around and with the increase and disconnect from our bodies and our minds and presentness we see an increased rates of depression and suicide we see obesity and anxiety have all increased within our society as we disconnect even further and so there is so many harsh so many harsh consequences to this within i mean i don't think i know anyone who i feel like almost every single person i ask they either have experienced depression or they have it they would say they have anxiety or have had suicidal thoughts so i this is a big like this is a big problem and feeling out of touch with ourselves is a big problem and so then the opposite of dissociation right is presentness that's you're not focused on the past or the future or anything else really mainly it's more just like what's present your surroundings your current state current feelings present what's happening right now but obviously i'm going to preface before we get into it it's important to get what we need from the past and to learn from the past and then also it's important we have to prepare for the future too right like like we can't just completely dismiss the future like obviously you know you might want to set up a retirement fund or you need to pay your taxes like you have to think about the future to some extent and you have to learn from the past or what was the point but it shouldn't consume over our present our present should always be the most important and the most forefront thing because that's where we are right there's that quote where it's like all we ever have is the present or all you ever have is today and we hear that all the time 
but I feel like if we really, really internalize that, that's the thing is, guys, I hear so many good things. I'm like, wow, that was amazing. And I move on. I don't internalize it. There's a difference between hearing something and internalizing it. And today and recently, I've started really internalizing and applying this concept. And I really hope you guys can do that too. Really, really, really take it in. Don't just like, oh, that was nice. Move on. Don't even change or apply it or think about your life. Yeah, presentness. You're not focused on the past or the future. You're in the moment. And that can be physical, mental, anyway. And two, it's like, guys, when I think about, when you really truly think about it, we only get a limited amount of time, right? And we know this. This is just something we know, but we always just kind of forget about because it's terrifying. But we have a very limited amount of time. And uh, thinking about it too is like, I had this realization where it's, you don't always have to do more to experience more. And we, and it's a lie that everyone tells us. It's a lie that society tells us. It's a lie that you tell yourself to experience more. You have to do more by rushing and accomplishing and rushing. And in, in reality, most often to experience more, to experience more fully, you just have to open your eyes to what's around you. For example, I think about this. So let's say I planned a full day and I just went through the motions. I get up, I work out, I eat my food, I have music going the whole time, and then I go and I clean the kitchen, and then I go to work, and then I drive home, and I have music going, and then I watch a Netflix show, and then I go to bed. Did I really even experience that day? Like, did I actually stop and, like, experience it? Or did I just live it? And so, most days, I just do it. I don't even experience it. And so you don't have to do more to experience more. You just have to be present and like open your eyes because there's just unlimited amount of details in front of us, right? When I was thinking about this, I had this question. It was, it's not only what have you done, but more importantly, what have you felt? What have you experienced? What have you noticed? What have you created, created and what have you truly lived? I don't want to live an unlived life because... I can live if you just look at what I quote unquote do. I can live, but I won't really live and I won't really experience anything or notice anything or I can just rush and rush and rush to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, the next vacation, the next job, the next and then you're and then it's gone. And I see this. I literally see this in my summer already rushing and w- buying time, passing time and numbing myself until the next vacation the next friend that visits my next New York City trip so yeah I don't know we just need to slow down and be present so let's break this down let's break down being present so when I look at it I feel like there's two aspects for the mind body awareness obviously kind of obvious mind and body the mental presence the mindfulness so this is your conscious mind your awareness of it awareness of your feelings and your thoughts and then there's your physical which is your body awareness and that's also also can be called embodiment the embodiment so let's just jump right into your mind awareness being present within your own mind and your own thoughts so the heart of this is to take notice of thoughts and feelings as they arise instead of ignoring them or burying them or immediately trying to solve them it's creating space for them and actually just listening and hearing them 
so the goal is to take off autopilot to stop numbing and and stop letting your subconscious control everything so i think about my life and i had this really so i've never heard anyone talk about this before if i'm being honest with you and maybe i know it's out there i'm sure other people have experienced this and like maybe i just have never been exposed to anyone or therapist or anything that talked about it or anyone who's related but so growing up i would say around middle school late elementary i started having very very intense mental health struggles and i started having very scary negative thoughts i started having um a form of ocd where your brain like gets fixated on certain things and so i started having that around really scary thoughts really terrifying things and it literally consumed me and it was so bad it was so terrifying and my my brain became a very unhealthy place like my thoughts were so terrifying and i had a lot of intrusive thoughts which i didn't even know what those were no one told me what those were now i know what that's what that is but i had a lot of scary thoughts that were terrifying and so i literally as a coping mechanism as a way to survive i turned off my brain like i wouldn't think oh because it was so the, my thoughts were so scary to me and such an unsafe place that i stopped living in my conscious mind and i literally ran on my subconscious gut reaction gut response for a long time like obviously here and there i'd think things through and like for school i would but i wouldn't just like sit and think about something like i wouldn't think like i had no internal dialogue if that makes sense it was very i shut off my internal dialogue because it was terrifying to me and so for a very long time i genuinely had no conscious internal dialogue it was all just like running on autopilot avoiding my brain at all costs because it was so scary which stunted me in a lot of ways i realized and i mean maybe other people have experienced this maybe my brain wasn't developed fully yet so then maybe a lot of kids out were that way too i don't know i don't think so i think it was a little bit odd i definitely something was happening there like a um a coping mechanism uh in response to things i don't know but eventually it hit me one day where i was like i literally i literally don't think in my conscious sub like front of my brain like no internal dialogue is ever happening and i was like i am not ever even thinking through because okay people would always say think through what you're think through your response before you say it think about your words think about how they're gonna, but i didn't even think because my brain was so terrifying to me so i was just like doing reaction and i was literally running on autopilot and when i did go into my brain it was really scary and it was a lot of times at night too and this was all until high school and i realized this and i was like whoa this is really weird like i'm not growing in a way that i need to because i'm literally not even thinking and i'm staying out of my own head because it's so scary and i need to deal with this so i did and then i started thinking <laughs> and i wasn't dumb you guys like i got such good grades i had friends it was like i was just running on like autopilot and my autopilot was pretty good for the most part but not there were some things that were really not good and i would hate it after i do something i'd be like oh my gosh why did i just do that and it was because i was running on autopilot and i wasn't ever using my brain so yeah that's my personal story of how i was running like 
in very extreme than most people I know that but that is how I was living my life for a long time so yeah this so that was until high school and now obviously I've started like having conscious inner dialogue and it's helped a lot and I and I still naturally actually when I get stressed or have anxiety find myself doing that I literally like leave my brain and just like numb myself or run on autopilot and then I'm like well I'm not processing anything here no it's all in my subconscious but you 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 can like we have the power to use our conscious like inner dialogue and like thoughts to then change our subconscious and like make them better and make like rewrite our habits so I wasn't doing any of that and yeah so I've been working on that a lot lately too but I find myself still sometimes reverting back to it and like going into I call it like zombie mode and I did that so much in high school too I think a lot of us did it was like it's a survival thing you just go into zombie mode because it's like horrible and high school was a horrible experience and I just found myself literally I didn't even like notice that I was like I didn't notice my own presentness or my own like aliveness for like weeks and I'd be like oh my gosh like whoa I'm in a body and I'm moving like like I've dissociated for that long so so the main question here to ask yourself when you're not being present when you're avoiding when you're when you're staying out of mind body whatever is what are you trying not to feel or think about and just even thinking about that question brings you into the present right so that's going to be reoccurring throughout this whole episode but what are you trying not to feel or think about so for me growing up when I wasn't in my head very much ever consciously think consciously having conversations it was I was afraid of my own thoughts and I was afraid that I was they were scary and I was afraid that if I thought them something bad would happen to me or something like that and so once I realized that it was deconstructing that fear and then, I, and then my brain it's like helping your brain become a safe place again so what are you trying not to feel or think about that's causing you to leave the present numb yourself or run to the past or the future and again addressing something or feeling something doesn't give it power over you it doesn't mean that you're going to do it it doesn't mean it's going to consume you because you still have the power of it over it in fact it's actually the opposite because once you let yourself feel or think about or just address something that's a negative or maybe like anxiety producing thought or experience or something as soon as you let yourself address that or feel it then you can work through it and then it'll stop having quote-unquote power over you you'll stop making decisions or avoiding things out of that fear so in fact it's actually freedom giving so it doesn't take power from you just to think about these things i think people think it's gonna like they're scared of it and they avoid it like they don't actually have power over their own thoughts but they do so it's it's not gonna it's not gonna have power over you if you think about it also it doesn't define you your thoughts don't define you how you respond to them what you do on them that defines you in some way not it's not your core identity but i mean it reflects how about it reflects on you that's a better word it reflects on you who you are so we see in the bible too it's take captive every thought and you have to do this you have to be mentally present and aware it's second corinthians 
two, five. Take captive every thought. I forget the rest of it off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's all over the Bible too, because if we don't take captive every thought, if we aren't aware, I mean, things go running and things downward spiral. And next thing you know, it's like, how did I get here? And you have these feelings. You don't even know what they even mean or why they're here because you weren't even aware of what was happening in your own head. Was taking every thought captive and once you do that you can choose to let some go or you can choose to work on them some more but it, once you take them captive it's that choice and it's not just some autopilot that most often is self-destructive so it's taking that choice by being present you have a choice over your thoughts more than just running on autopilot than you ever would with that i have this I have this image in my mind of a little conveyor belt and it's coming towards you and like your thoughts are on it and then it gets to the point where it's in your like conscious and you're like aware of it because you're aware in your mental awareness and you're being checked in and you get this thought and I feel like you can kind of filter it and send it down. It's th- So it comes to like a split into three. This conveyor belt splits into three and it's either let it go. So you take it and you're like, yeah, this is an intrusive thought or this isn't helpful or this isn't real or whatever let it go or you can put it down the middle one that's investigate further so that keeps going and that goes down and we keep investigating there or you can put it on one that's like all right this is true and maybe i'm going to act on this thought so i feel like there's three different and obviously there's more. We could probably think of more here. But just off the top of my head, I feel like there's three different tunnels that can kind of go down. But if you're just putting, if you're just on autopilot, it's coming down towards you and it's just going wherever the heck it wants to go. There's no filter. Oh, it's down to the one that you act on. Oh, now it's gone. Oh, now you're thinking about it more and you have no control over where that thought's going or what, what are you doing with that thought. So that's kind of just a little mental picture that I think about. And by being mentally present, you can notice certain thoughts that are harmful or thought patterns or something like that so there's obsessive thinking and worry this sometimes you know there's also OCD in forms like that but just obsessive thinking about something or obsessively worrying about something and we combat that by being present and not worrying about the future or the past right and I think being present as well in your body helps combat obsessive thinking and worrying I think most, I think a lot of times when you're present in your body, it almost always helps you be more present in turn mentally. They, they definitely are connected and they definitely go hand in hand in certain ways and they need to be like in balance and stuff. And there's also intrusive thoughts, which is what I talked about earlier. If you don't know what those are, those are just random thoughts. They're unwarranted. They don't really align with your normal like thought process or moral, like morals and they're normal. And it's actually easier to identify them when you're aware of your own mind and you know your mind better. It's easier to be like, that's an intrusive thought and just let it float into that tunnel in the conveyor belt instead of panicking, being like, oh, I need to investigate this further. Like, what does this mean? When really it was just a random intrusive thought about maybe crashing your car. Like, sometimes your brain will just, oh, there's this random thought that doesn't actually mean that much. So, or maybe it's a temptation that is really random and doesn't even make sense and it's not within your normal thoughts or morals doesn't align with who you are as a person you're like yeah that's an intrusive thought 
and also we notice once we're aware in our mental like in our mental thoughts and our processing and we have mind awareness we notice comparison and judgment within our thoughts we, and we notice thought patterns and we can be, begin to correct them so we can start to notice these unhealthy thought processes and begin to correct them and undo these habits but you got to notice them first you have to notice every time i look at a girl i automatically go and i look at her nose because i'm insecure about my nose and then i compare my nose to hers and i end up feeling bad about myself and then i think about how i want a nose job okay so if we're mind aware we're gonna notice that and then we're gonna fix that and we're gonna be able to look at her fit we're gonna look at her nose now and we're gonna say oh, she has such a cute nose it looks so good on her and then we don't turn it on ourselves and put ourselves down so it's like you can be into correct things and you can notice negative emotions before they turn into actions or words when you're running on autopilot you most often don't even notice them brewing because you're not checking in and you're not being aware of your feelings and your thoughts you don't notice this brewing next thing you know you're exploding at someone and you literally don't even you're like why did i just do that when if you would have just been checking in and aware you maybe would have noticed that and you could have internally worked through it or talked to that person. So you're noticing negative emotions before they turn into a big blow up or even just random snikey comments. And this, this presentness allows for that sense of continual prayer and walking with God if that's what you choose. So it opens up that opportunity. You have to be present to do that. If you're running on autopilot then you're not going to be doing that and it opens up the opportunity for that so yeah keeping your mental state in the moment or present helps stay out of anxiety because most often or not anxiety is rooted in some fear in the future so helping stay in the present focusing on the present does and can help fight some anxiety producing thoughts and feelings and things in your life so i wrote down dwell grateful in the present not worrisome in the future because i mean you can be dwelling in the future it's not even here and you're and you're missing the present you're so consumed in the future you're missing the present and that's just so sad you guys like we can be so and i'm i mean me too like i do this i'm so consumed with something that I miss out on the present, which is the most precious and literally the only thing we have. Ugh, it's heavy. It's heavy, but it's important to think about, but it's also important to be kind to yourself about. And don't don't just all sense it here and be like, I wasted my whole life. No, you didn't. You're right where you need to be. You're right where you need to be. So talking application and how to start making these habits to be more present and mindfully aware number one probably pretty obvious but journal you can look up prompts on pinterest or you can come up with your own that you want to journal every morning and night to help yourself be more aware and maybe you another task too is to if identify once you identify what's keeping you out of the present or maybe what's in the future that's consuming you go ahead and just write on that topic like open your journal and write everything that's consuming you down close your journal then live in the present i promise it'll help you feel better i promise i promise i promise and if it doesn't 
I don't know, pick something else, do it again. (laughs) And then also during the day, having little check-ins, stopping, having a little check-in moment. How do I feel? What am I thinking about? That sort of thing. Just re-grounding yourself, recentering yourself. And also as feelings and thoughts and the words that you're saying, think about them. And think about them, try to think about them before you say them. I'm working on that a lot. It's, I, I, I have such a hard time thinking about things before I say them. I don't know why. It's like almost impossible for me. Like I just always gut speak. It's so bad. And, oh, that was a firework. <laughs> um, okay, then there's also meditation. I am also getting into this, but this is, I mean, you're just sitting. No distractions in your own head. And that's scary. And I know there's certain types of meditation where you kind of try to like clear your head and just like be in your body, which we'll talk about later. And there's also medita- meditation where you're like meditating on something, you're thinking about something, you're being present in your mind. So there's kind of different types here. I'm talking about the meditation where you're present in your mind. Maybe you're thinking about something. I promise that's fireworks. It's not a gunshot. Um, <laughs> there's also therapy, obviously. 10 out of 10 recommend. And then having a support system or someone to talk to about this. So as things are coming up, I mean, if we're, if we've been most of our life on autopilot and we're just pushing down, pushing down thoughts and pushing down negative emotions or feelings, we, if we start checking in, start being aware, things are going to bubble up. Things are going to arise and they need to, and it's so good, but you need a person to talk to about it. Multiple people, you need a support system, you need healthy coping mechanisms and therapy and friends and all that is so important. So yeah, also practice conscious decision-making. So when you have a decision, maybe just think a little. (laughs) I'm literally talking to myself. And another thing to kind of get back into your head is read thought-provoking books or listen to thought-provoking podcasts and stop often within them to contemplate what you're absorbing and what you're hearing and maybe even come up with your own addition to it. Because oftentimes I just use that stuff as a numbing thing like I open the book I read the chapter I close it I didn't think the whole time and it could be the most thought-provoking book I didn't think the whole time I never even like thought oh how could I apply this or who did who reminds me of this like no and obviously I think with some fiction books you can't really do that but we're talking like non-fiction self-help psychology science books like that sort of thing um spiritual books those sort of things so we can also Okay, this is so important. Remove and limit your numbing experiences. So you need to sit and you need to reflect. Let's reflect a second here. What is numbing? What are you numbing with? What are you distracting with? For me, it's definitely my phone, friends, maybe books, um, maybe podcasts, music. A lot of times I just put on music because I don't want to be in my own head. Um, that's kind of what comes up for me just off the top of my head. But let's talk about the phone. So I had this thought where, you know, when you're someone's talking to you and you're on your phone and you like either ignore them or you literally don't, they'll talk to you and then you won't hear a single word they say and you have to like look up and you're like, wait, what? That is, guys, that's so bad. And I do that. Yeah, I don't know. That is, it just really hit me. I'm like, we're ignoring what's right in front of us for this thing that's not even real. And I know people 
this is something we've heard so much but i mean guys i feel like once you really internalize this and really think about it it's insane it's insane that i'm sitting there on my phone when my mom's trying to talk to me about something she's really excited about or nervous about or something and i'm just sitting there on my phone giving one word answers not even hearing a single thing she's saying i mean my priorities are so out of line and i'm not being present in any way shape or form anyway so i i looked at my phone usage for the day obviously there are good things on a phone there are necessary things on a phone you want to listen to my podcast on your phone obviously yes like i'm not saying throw your phone out if you want to do that oh my gosh do it if you can but i was watching the um, documentary social dilemma on netflix and this got really popular like whenever it came out i think like a year ago or something and it was just talking all about how we're addicted to our phone and our phones are numbing us and they literally just manipulate us to take as much time as they can from us and we all probably have that screen time thing turned on and we're like three hours that's not that bad like that's out of 24 three hours let's do a little math you guys because i i'm literally like this this killed me okay let's take three hours right seven days a week that's 21 hours a week that means you are spending almost a day of your week on your phone oh my gosh and three hours is like being i mean worse i'm sometimes i know like i've spent probably five hours on my phone before six that's not a regular thing but some people are that regular okay now so that's in a week 21 hours now let's multiply that by 52 that's how many weeks are in a year 1092 hours on our phone all right now let's multiply that let's just say 65 that's how many years i'm just gonna throw that out there i don't really know if that's like the average lifespan okay that is almost 80,000 hours of your life that you're spending on your phone and out of the present and again, yes, there are beneficial things, and yes, you can connect with people. Obviously, we can make a whole other podcast about the good things about social media and our phones. But I'm just saying, just think about that. I mean, how many hours does that, they're not saying, how many hours does it take to become a master or something? I'm looking it up. How many hours does it take to master something? They say 10,000 hours, right? That's like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's the like famous thing. 10,000 hours to become a master or something. Guys, 80,000 hours we're spending on our phone. 80,000. Okay, so we can be a master. I mean, we're like, we can have that title for eight things by the time we reach 65 if we use our time better. Guys, I'm like really stressed about this. This is reality. That's okay. Oh my gosh, I'm stressed. I need to take a moment. I need to take a moment and like just calm down um i took a little second and i just got really overwhelmed there because i just realized like i just felt like i was wasting my whole life but then i stopped and i said what are you doing bailey you're spiraling into the future you're in the present right now that's maybe how many hours you've spent so far on your phone but you're in control of now and you're going to be in control of the future and you can spend less time on your phone and you can do better so we're good 
Therefore, we do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. But it is important just to think about, okay, if we keep going on this projected present, where will we be at? That's okay to think about, but don't let it consume you. Don't let it keep you up at night. Okay, next is get out in nature. So to help be more present, get out in nature with no other stimuli or no other stimulation, right? So forget your phone, no music, and get into nature and literally just be you and nature and just see what happens. Go for a walk, go, and I've been doing this a lot, as you know from, you know, the rest of my podcast is I'm out in the woods right now and I'm always out in the woods painting, but a lot of times I have podcast or music going, so I'm not even like fully present, not always, but sometimes. And so get out in nature. There's something about nature, you guys, that is so powerful and, and, and you feel so, your body, this is with your body too, you feel so connected, body presentness and awareness as well, embodiment, but you feel so like I don't know you look around and like you can't help but just feel just so like at peace I guess um and present and like you're with all these things that are like this tree isn't going like oh my gosh this tree is fully present right and you can be like fully present with this tree oh my gosh what is happening you guys I'm loving this (laughs) okay and then also in so another application is to increase meaningful and mindful conversations and when you're having those conversations to be present and put away distractions so like your phone we all know this right but i i just it's like implementing it and maybe you already do maybe when you go out to your friends with your friends you put your phone away right away and you never look at it again that's amazing and you're you should be so proud of yourself but some of us don't do that so we could just try so i'm going to ask you again before we move on to body awareness what feeling or thought are you running from and are you going to allow it to keep you from your own mind and your own life so whatever is keeping you running from the present are you going to let it keep you from your own mind and being in control of your own life i mean the answer better be no and i'm trying to say no like let's take it back because we only get one And we're distracting and numbing and worrying it away. Myself included. Move on to the next part of being present is body awareness, physical presence, also called embodiment. So what inspired this part of this episode is actually a podcast by Tara, maybe Tara Bratch? Brack? Um, and the podcast episode is on being embodied. It's a multiple part series and it also has guided meditation that is so good. So if you guys want to check that out in it's titled being embodied, that's the series and there's lots of other ones within there as well. So some of this is kind of inspired or I'll have direct quotes from her as well, which I will, um, say when it is, but so I think I'm just excited to talk about this part because I think it's the most un- under talked about thing, at least in my culture, small culture circles, or in my experiences, it's the least talked about part of, you know, they, we talk about working out, we talk about exercising, we talk about our appearance, and I feel like it just stops there. And so I'm so excited to talk about being physically present 
and embodiment. And and the thing is, is, I feel like you can be in one or the other or none too much, right? You can be in your mind too much where you forget where you're not actually being present then. You're t- fully in your mind too much. You can be in your body too much where you are only in your body and you're only being aware maybe of the ache in your foot and you're only aware of that and you're not even thinking, you're not even processing anything. Or you can be neither and you can just be on autopilot and you're a zombie just going through life right we can have an imbalancement in so many different ways but i think one of the most and the biggest imbalancements especially in our western culture is forgetting about our body i mean we just go through the day and it's just we forget about it it's just this it's a vessel but we get to experience the vessel too right it's like if you went on a yacht and you forgot to freaking like explore the yacht or you forgot to like, oh, let's 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 take in the nice paintings in the yacht. It's only about, oh, where can the yacht take us? And so, oh, I just, I'm just like so passionate about this right now. And so yeah, it's definitely a balance though. It's a balance for sure. But I feel like for the most part, as a society, we don't have enough of either body or mind awareness for sure for sure so yeah i definitely feel like it's the most forgotten especially like with all the virtual platforms and virtual reality i mean we have whole non-physical worlds now that we can just escape into with avatars and we just like oh we don't need our body anymore i mean they're still here though we're just experiencing it in our mind and through our eyes i guess which is really cool we can do that but there's a whole reality we can experience in our body too and sensations and senses body awareness and embodiment is very sense oriented our five senses so and also i was thinking about like when i was thinking about why why do we get so disconnected from our bodies forgetting we even have a body forgetting that i'm alive forgetting that i have a thing that i'm in that's alive why do i do that so much and and i was saying about how like trauma often causes us to leave our bodies right so we'll go into shock break your arm you go into shock you don't even feel your arm or your body will dissociate your arm from you and that's like a survival tactic and i think it's like a mini version of that but we've applied it to like our whole body in a way a bunny oh my gosh guys my neighbor just like was outside and then i think he heard me and so he like came creeping to the edge of the woods to see what the heck was going on and then he like saw that I like had like all my stuff and then he like left but it was like very uncomfortable and and now like there's a bunny that's like watching me and like all of a sudden I have feel very like I everyone's looking at me and I'm literally in the middle of the woods and all of a sudden I'm very uncomfortable but I'm just gonna like keep going because I think he went inside um yeah so like I was just thinking about like how the power of our brain can actually dissociate your entire body from your brain like when you go into shock or so it's that powerful or i remember when i played soccer like i would literally turn off my pain receptors so i could play better like if i hurt myself i would just like forget my leg was there like i wouldn't feel a single thing and then i'd step off the playing field and then it would hurt so bad it's like our mind is that powerful and we can dissociate from our whole body that way we can just live in our conscious or autopilot or just like go through our day and forget 
So yeah, we like literally forget we have a body that's constantly supporting us and it's constantly sending us signals if we just stop and listen. So let's do a little exercise right now. Wherever you're sitting, I want you to, if you're not sitting, maybe sit down or if you're standing, stand or lay or whatever. Just take a moment to still and relax and notice your body. Feel, start to feel your senses. Maybe focus on sound. What do you hear? And be breathing. Take a deep breath. Feel your lungs expand and then exhale. Feel your toes. Do you have any any area that maybe hurts, is sore? And check in and notice how you notice things you didn't even think about two seconds ago. Okay. So this quote that she talked about, Tara talked about, Tara, mm, I'm going to go Tara. I think I like it better. Tara talked about um, in her podcast, it says, our bodies know that they belong. There's an inner sense of knowing to life, to spirit. It's our minds that make our lives so homeless and I think that's so true it's like when when you get too in your head and you forget about being present in your body it, it that's when we get kind of tripped up is when you get too into your head I think a lot of us are there your full embodiment is really like tapping into those five senses smell taste sight touch what else am I forgetting? Sight? There we go. <laughs> like, I think the main... I mean, we forget about all the other ones except pretty much, like, sight. I mean, to even take a deep breath. You notice the smell of the air that you wouldn't have noticed if you wouldn't have just done that. And so by being more present, life becomes more vivid. By using all those senses and becoming a habit to notice those little things, life becomes more vivid when you remember to use your senses and it opens you up for so much more within the exact same place that you are right now. It's not like you have to go somewhere. It's not like you have to go to Italy to experience this. Go to the beach. It's right now, right where you are. You can experience all these things. That's the beauty of it. It's presentness. It's right where you are and all this stuff is waiting. If you just take notice of it. So start noticing all that your body does for you throughout the day, right? So again, this daily, this check-ins throughout the day, if you, if you can't be in this constant state because it's hard to get there, start with little check-ins throughout the day. And that will lead to more gratitude for what your body does for you and less appearance-oriented mindset for your body as well. So it's not just asking your body what it does for you, but also like what does it need in this moment so you're more aware of that as well. Let's talk some applicable things to do to help yourself be more fully embodied and physically present today. Number one, like I talked about before, meditation, but it can be specifically oriented around embodiment and grounding yourself within your body. You can find these so many places, you guys. Another thing that you can do is 
and this is for both mind and body awareness, is mantras. Now this is, there's, I know that there's different like takes on mantras and some people think that there's only a few specific ones and those can be the only ones because they're based in this and this. And for me, I just think it's something that inspires you, that you want to become, that you want to become your truth, that is your truth, that you repeat to yourself. That's what a mantra is to me. So I have a couple. These are all oriented oriented around body awareness. And if any of these kind of hit home, go ahead and write them down on your phone and start repeating these to yourself throughout the day, while you work out, after you work out, while you stretch. Number one, I'm grateful for this present moment and everything it offers to me. Number two, my presence holds power. Number three, I am here, I am now, I am enough. Number four, I will be equipped with everything I need for the present. Number five, I show up present and fully where my feet are. Number six, I am affluent and prosper wherever I place my intentions. Next, I am in a state of ecstatic gratitude and awe of this day's beautiful life. Last, I am present within myself. I can center myself with the ease of my breath. I feel grounded, confident, worthy, and whole. There are some ingredients that are also in embodiment, full embodiment, but it's more than just your five senses, obviously. It's like one of those is breath work practicing breath work learning how to do that i feel like nothing really reminds me i'm alive like a deep breath and i really want to get into this more i want to do more kind of breath work related stuff and it can help you actually control your emotions and slow your heart rate lessen anxiety lessen fear and then movement is also something to take in when you're trying to be body aware dance guys put on some music or no music even better and just dance, move your body, like just see what happens. Like it's so fun, and like you ha- you have to be present in your body when you're dancing because you're just flailing it around. Like it's so fun. You could get a massage, or have one of your friends or your partner give you a massage. And yoga, yoga is so good, but you have to be mindfully, obviously mindfully aware during your yoga. Feel the stretch, feel the tension, feel the pull feel your muscles feel your heartbeat feel the sweat drip down your skin like you have to be present during that yoga because again we can do all this and not actually even truly be present and then it's like kind of half-assed doing it and there's this fun thing called a mindful body scan that i learned about and i kind of did that earlier and we just did our little like check-in um a little bit ago and it's where you just kind of do a like it says a mindful body scan maybe start at your toes and then just take take inventory why is that the word i'm thinking of take like notice as you kind of move up of each thing of your knees and then your thighs and then your butt and then maybe your like reproductive organs and then your stomach and just keep going up and up and take notice of them and relax them and then contract them and just check in right mindful body scan and again there's totally videos that will walk you through that and in that in that mindful body scan see what what is holding tension that's something that i think is so 
oh wow like i didn't ever i didn't even notice i was holding tension in my shoulders i think a lot of people have that and you notice that you're like oh it's because i've been anxious and i've been closed up and i just need to like relax my jaw are you hungry are you thirsty a lot of times when i like check in and take notice i notice that there's this like background anxiety that i'm always trying to ignore that's like manifesting in this tightness in my chest and i can just take a deep breath and oftentimes just feel instant relief from that and with this being bodily aware and mindfulness of your body i think it comes into play as well with intuitive eating and maybe eating problems or just eating in general because when you're truly i feel like in tune with your body it's a lot easier to know when you're actually hungry when you're bored hungry so you don't want to numb hunger or thirst because that's a signal from your body that it needs something maybe it needs more nutrient dense food because you can be feel really hungry and eat a piece five pieces of bread did your body get what it needed no so you're gonna feel hungry again most likely it's it's trying to communicate with you and maybe it's dehydrated so and you can also do something called mindful eating where as you eat which we should all be doing this because you'll eat less you'll eat the proper amount and you'll enjoy your food more is as you take a bite really notice what it tastes like right being mindful in that it's your taste sense being mindful in what it tastes like I will maybe taste the first bite and then it's gone, right? And then I'm just shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> I don't even taste anything anymore. Next thing you know, I ate so much. So yeah, definitely just like intuitive eating, which is a whole topic in itself. It's a lot. The key ingredient of that is body awareness and being fully embodied. So this, before I continue, I'm going to say put a trigger warning on this next few minutes. Um, so you can go ahead and skip if you want, just talking about self-harm for a little bit. But I was thinking about how often we use self-harm to reconnect and undissociate and ground ourselves. And obviously it's very complicated and there are so many reasons why people um, use self-harm and practice self-harm in many different ways. But I was thinking about how I think some of it can be based in this disconnect from our bodies and our minds and it's it's we feel so overwhelmed and feel so lost and there's this it just has a way of grounding people and like you undissociate and so i think if instead of that people were willing to try these other things that can help ground them into their bodies and into their minds that are based in self-love instead of self-harm to then go ahead and reconnect I think that could be so important. It's like replacing kind of an unhealthy coping mechanism with a healthier coping mechanism. And so I think that is a beautiful part of being aware of your body that comes into play too. Because when we get to know something, when we get to know our body, we love and we're grateful for our body, when we take note of how she's doing, all she's doing, what she needs you're going to connect with it and as soon as we connect with something and we spend time with something we learn to care for something we're going to naturally take better care of it we don't want harm to come to it i mean that's how we are with animals and with other people so why can't we do that with ourselves too so the challenge is not only just arriving into presentness or embodiment but it's staying there too 
So how can we bring it out of our meditation and quiet time and wake up in our daily lives with it too? Like bring it into our daily lives. Wake up from our autopilot in our daily lives throughout the day as well. So I think, you know, the first step is to have it in meditation and quiet time. But how do we bring it out? How does it become a habit throughout the whole day? And that's something I'm working on. And obviously everything we talked about can help do that. But it takes time too. And Tara also said that I love. She said, pleasant things happen all the time around us. We just don't stay for them or we don't savor them. So help being present helps us doing, being present helps us do that. She also said that I loved, we disconnect from the living world, from the sacredness of what's here. We become so much more and then by doing that, we become so much more destructive. So the pathway back to connection requires purposefully retraining our attention. I'm going to say that again. The pathway back to connection requires purposefully retraining our attention. So to pay attention to what you pay attention to. What are you giving your presentness to? Because to pay attention means to care and to love. So what's having our attention away from our presentness? So I'm going to ask again, what negative feeling or thought is sending you running from the present from your reality? What is causing you to be so afraid of your being in your own body and your own mind? And does something come to mind naturally when I say that? And if not, ponder a little bit because I'm sure I'm, I'm certain there's something there more likely than not. And if you do think of something, then it's time to start feeling it and healing it. So know that by letting yourself sit and embrace it, your tolerance and understanding of it increases and it opens you up to more and to more healing instead of a prolonged running or prolonged denial or prolonged negative effect of it. And again, I hope that all this kind of made sense and I feel like there was so much here and this is a really long episode, I know that and 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 I and I feel like there's so much to this. And I just feel like I'm just starting into this journey. I feel like I'm just waking up and like just starting into this journey. And so if you guys want to come on this journey with me. So I did a little bit of research and I found some books that you could read and I put on my reading list um, about this that have pretty good reviews. Now I've never read them. Um, but they're on topic of what we just talked about and they have really good reviews. So I've never read them, but you can totally go ahead and read some reviews on your own, read the um, description of it and see if maybe it catches your eye. So the first one is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Another one I found that had good reviews was The Four Agreements by Don and Jeanette Mills. Another one is How to Train a Wild Elephant. I've heard a lot about that book. Um, And then also there's Your Body is Your Brain by Amanda Blake. So those are just some that jumped out to me when I was doing a little bit of research. But again, go do your own research. But if any of those sound a little bit interesting, I definitely recommend A, you go listen to um, Tara's podcast, Tara Bratch, and it's Being Embodied podcast series check out our other stuff too and then also check out some of those books or other books thank you so so much for your time 
and your time for your present thank you for giving me what this is probably gonna be an hour long <laughs> oh an hour of your presence and i encourage you to reflect on some of the stuff we talked about go look into more and remember that you have a limited amount of time and within that limited amount of time there is so much to experience right now thank you so much and i hope today you remember that you are loved you are seen and you are heard and thank you for hearing me <laughs>